0: Welcome to Pure Connect Podcast with Dr. Geshom Sikala, a celebrity mentor and prince. He is a businessman, humanitarian, author, speaker, television host, media personality, pastor to the stars, and global goodwill ambassador. Here, Dr. Geshom will help you understand true success and prosperity, maximize your true potential, experience God's presence, deepen your relationship with God, and learn to walk with God. Now. Here is Dr. Geshom. You know, Anthony, uh, Anthony Robbins. You know, you may not he may be a motivational speaker, but there's something he said. Successful people ask better questions. As a result, they get better answers. Successful people ask better questions. They ask better questions, and as a result they get better answers. This is from uh, a quote from Anthony, Anthony Robbins. It's, I liked it. I cannot overemphasize the importance of asking good questions when it comes to personal growth. Ask, confront yourself good questions when, when it comes to personal growth. If you question are focused, if your questions are focused why am i stagnant spiritually why am i having demonic attacks why is not my finances growing why is my mind so messed up why is my relationship not working why isn't not i'm not moving you ask those questions it's not to attract sadness but you want to confront them in the power of the holy spirit and begin to change those things because you want to break the cycle of limitation you don't want to just stay on the same place you don't want to stay in the cocoon and be afraid you have to crack it open ask those questions they said it's time to move forward i'm telling you it's very powerful they will ask him stimulate creative thinking. Why? Why? Because there is something about well worded words. There are times, you know, I don't word words properly. Sometimes I ask somebody to word it for me. Sometimes Carla, a few others, I said, okay, I word words sometimes. I have it great here but sometimes I have so many, but I understand the power of well-worded word. I would say, okay, can you help me word this word the way I want it? Well-worded questions that often penetrates the heart of the matter and triggers new ideas and insight. If your questions are honest, they will lead to solid conviction. If you ask, quality question they will help you to create a high quality life a high quality life i'm telling you people a high quality christian life a high quality life when because you you are trying to run away from these things but i'm telling you that that god wants you to have a quality of life personal awareness you can write down another thing is personal awareness we'll be finishing soon uh on on the second, but uh because I don't wanna, I'm, I'm loving this. And so, you know, I've been preparing my teachings for a long time. Um, personal awareness, teaching other people how to ask questions. Effective can be a, a difficult challenge because the questions they ask usually must be tailored to the question. You know, the other person I know asks a lot of questions is Deborah because she has a very sharp mind, you know. I. I, I do answer them, They're, some of them are tough, but, but sometimes it's, you know, it's intelligence enough. So perhaps the best way to give you insight on this issue is to share with you a series of questions I have asked and answered to help me develop personal awareness. Now, one question I ask you is, if, what is my biggest asset? you ask yourself, John and Carla, what is my biggest asset? Letoya, you ask yourself on this, what is my biggest asset? I believe that the greatest asset has always been the attitude, the greatest attitude. The greatest asset has been always my attitude, the attitude of the person. That is for me, the greatest, everywhere I go, people say, ah, that person wasn't really nice, but you were nice to him. Oh, how do you handle that? You know, somebody yesterday told me, he said, you're so busy, but you seem to be happy and your attitude seems to be right. Because that's my greatest asset is an attitude. I first learned the value of a positive attitude from, you know, I, I read a book about the attitude and altitude. And, and these books, they really helped me. Um, and also Oral Robert wrote a book called Positive Faith. God wants you to have a positive faith. It simply means to have a, a positive attitude as you believe God. Um, whoever overcomes his naturally pessimistic, pessimistic outlook by reading books, like, like reading books like Norman Vincent Pell. I read that book. If you haven't read, if you have a bad attitude, you must read a book by Norman Vincent Pell. I know it's not a Christian, but it's good. It has helped me. I have that book somewhere here. It talks about how to have a right attitude. It's very important. I know some of you may be saying it's not, it's not really a Christian. We don't know that, but the book is really good. Now, the other question you should ask yourself, uh, you anyway, know, before that, um, because I know we are, let me just read down what I lot. Many, many more problems than we do, we come to the conclusion that we don't have fewer problems. We just don't allow the problems we have to get us down or distract us from what we believe is important what has ans- what has answering this question done for me is it has not only encouraged me to continue to activate a positive attitude but has also reminded me that one of the best things i can do for others is to speak positively into their lives to speak positively you know people tell me I'm too positive, but I'm telling you there's a key there. Let them know I believe in them and I encourage them in their journey. That's a key. Then, then, uh, uh, The second question you should ask yourself is, what is my biggest liability? What is my biggest liability? What is your biggest liability? The first one I asked was, What is your biggest asset? Me, I talked about my attitude, but yourself, what is your biggest? What is it that when people look at you and people think about you, they say, wow, you know, what is your biggest sell? What is your biggest asset? Now, the other one is what is my biggest liability? Without a doubt, having unrealistic expectation is a major shortcoming in my life because I am naturally optimistic, I undermine how much time, money, effort most endeavours will require. And that can get me into trouble. What has what has this is just me, what has answering this question done to help me grow, it has to be tempered patient toward others, modifying my expectation to be more realistic has helped me to set up my, myself to success rather than to fail. It has, it has also helped me to create more uh, realistic goals for the organizations that we have. We have a couple of them. So um, there are some unrealistic goals that are almost impossible to, to fulfill. I think about those ones But when I'm sharing, I share about realistic goals, my unrealistic goals, they're still under incubation. They're still under observation because they're so big. If I say, I want to buy half of America, I want to buy it. That's like, oh, what can you do? Okay, that's realistic. But if God is speaking to you, there is a reason why you may buy land. I mean, Bill Gates is buying almost every every land, every corner, everywhere, everywhere. You, know, you know, you just never know. But I'm just giving an example of some of the biggest dreams, but are actually they're achievable. You just have to refine it. Why is it you have a heart for America? Why is it that you have a heart to have a billion dollar? What is it that you have? You just put it into an oven of a cooker and let it start cooking and start writing down what is cooking is very important start writing down what is cooking you know for example i've been i've been cooking this in the future to buy a church even to buy this building or even much more better i've been cooking it uh, it's 6 million dollars but i've been cooking it i've been thinking what are the strategies how can we do it and, and the more I cook it, the more I have those understanding. Now, you must understand your foes, your biggest liabilities, things that uh, can cause you fail, things that cannot make you succeed. But you don't have to develop fear because you know why? You have God on your side. God is your dream. God is your everything. But I'm just preparing you as a leader that your unrealistic expectation may not be accepted to a, an average thinker. Certain people will believe with you, but that's why you need to to pause and reflect, how can I meet this need? Is it for tomorrow or is it for today? Then number three is what is my highest high? What is my highest high? For example, our For his presence fire we want to buy a church and we want to we want to also have our own coffee shops all over united states you know to use that for reaching out to people and and those are are possible they're possible because there's so much wealth in this world and we just have to believe god now what is my highest eye without a doubt if you have a family, your family should be the first one to be your highest high. Of course, your Christian walk should be of your highest high. First, your personal relationship with God. Then second, your family. Then third, your work. These are very important. God should be your, what is my highest high? God should be your biggest highest high. and Then number four, then we're going to stop and we'll continue again next the other week what is my lowest law ironically my lowest law also comes as a result of sometimes uh i'll think like oh, why did i not have family why don't i have a family i know i've been serving the lord well, should i have a family or not you know things like that you know those are like my lowest law but you need to find yourself your lowest law. Because if you don't find your lowest law, you will not know where depression or oppression will come from. But when you understand what is your lowest laws, you can know how to defeat those things. It's very important. Uh, you, must, you, you, you must ask yourself questions. You know. And, and the last one is what is the most worthwhile emotion? What is, what is it that you, when you think about it, creates the emotions of excitement? We'll talk about those things as well. It's very important. It is also, the, you know, it's my desire my heart that you know how to manage your emotions and your feelings and know how to manage your mind. Then you can become all what God has for you. So, this has been really great. Uh, Please, I would like to encourage you to listen to this and listen to this. It's important. Um, I will take a break of next week because uh, we have a lot of activities coming. I'm hosting the first lady of Kenya next week. So, we have a lot of things going on. Um, But uh, I'll pause. I'll pause for a minute to reflect just a minute and ask somebody to ask me a question then we close from what we have if somebody did not understand something I know um we are continuing from the last week yes I'm going to give somebody uh, just this pause and reflect or maybe you didn't understand one word or one time some words I was using, you may not understand some of you, but you can just ask me. Then I can redefine them in the different words. Because information without understanding is waste of time, and information without insightfulness, it's a waste of time. You have to be inspired. You have to. You have, it has to speak to you in one way or another. So can somebody? Um, I have a question, Dr. Gershon. Yes, go ahead. After you said what it, the question to ask yourself, what is your lowest low? What was that last question? The last question from lowest low. Mm-hmm. It was uh, what is the my most worthwhile emotion? What is my most worthwhile emotion? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to support the ministry and stay up to date with new episodes.